It's not the way they wanted it to end. It's not the way Brewers fans wanted it, wanted it to end. But uh, the season has indeed ended, unfortunately. And uh, the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers now, you start to do a little soul searching as to what the offseason may hold in preparation for pitchers and catchers reporting in February. And then uh, you start to get, you know, the uh, spring training games in March, and then before you know it, we're back to April and back to this team on the field. So, um, Mike says, I've been a Brewers fan since 1970 when I was 13. I'm 66 now, and all I want is a World Series before I die. I want one more for Bob Uecker. Uh Terry says, I've been a Brewers fan for 31 years, and I'm almost ready to say I'm done with it. This team is never going to get over the hump. The purse strings of the owner will never fully open. This market doesn't have it in it. Um, and then real quick, uh, this one is from Ron. Ron says, I've uh, been a Brewer, longtime Brewers fan. I hope that they can figure this out in the next few years. I think a lot of us fans just want to see them get back to a World Series. One, all we're asking for is one. A lot of people with that sentimentality today. I... Today, it's kind of like last night uh, you were cut and you had an open wound. Today, you wake up and you're sore. It hurts. You can't believe it happened, you know. And then tomorrow you begin to heal. That's kind of the way it goes. And then we'll all be back, you know, heading down to American Family Field and opening day will be here and the excitement and the joy and maybe whatever the offseason brings will add a shot of adrenaline and boost enthusiasm, and then we'll all come back and be ready to go yet again for another season of Brewers baseball. I don't believe you throw away your fandom if you keep knocking on the door and the door isn't opened. Because if that were the case, then a lot of people from 1974 to 1992 would have cashed in their Packers chips. And Packers fans don't do that. Brewers fans don't do that. Badgers fans don't do that. You just don't. You believe in today's day and age there's the ability to get better. And that's why the offseason brings hope. The disappointment is going to be when you see eventually a move made with Corbin Burns and whether or not um, I'm going to throw some optimism out here, but whether or not he does or does not remain with the team. And then the the reality of where things are. Because pitching, as we found out throughout the season, is one of, if not the biggest keys when it comes to winning in Major League Baseball. Uh, this team did it with pitching and defense. As Vinny Rotino put earlier, they didn't have the big boppers. They didn't have guys in the middle of the lineup that you feared. There was nobody on this team you feared. You didn't fear any of these guys. None of them. Even when they were on a hot streak, you didn't fear them. So they need a guy or two to fortify this lineup that can be there and healthy. And if you put them around and in that lineup with Christian Yelich, then the the team looks drastically different. So anyway, uh, but, you know, again, uh, a hell of a season. I hope the Craig Council comes back. I think a lot of us do. Uh, They out out kicked my expectations, so I'm, I'm thrilled about that. So, uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> this offseason brings more joy, more excitement, and more enthusiasm and anticipation. That That's all I'm looking for, you know. 
Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Rick says, actually, it's what we expected. Well, every other games were on the air every place. Brewers on ESPN2 while not playing extra to see two games. Not paying extra to see two games, I should say. Well, ESPN bought the rights. You know, you I don't know what to tell you. They bought the rights, ESPN and Disney, to Major League Baseball. You knew it going in. I don't know what else to say. Uh, here is an, uh, another note, and, and I didn't get into this yet. Well, let me do this real quick. Uh, Robert says, with the Brewers' batting averages as low as they are, failure to move runners was critical. In the first game with runners in first and second, no outs, uh, a speedy rookie at the plate, why not, Bun? Chances are you won't have a double play, and at worst, you'll still have one out with runners on first and second. Uh, but ended up grinding into a double play with low 200 hitters. You need productive outs. Let these kids run. I know Adamas is a great defender, but a 216 batting average is problematic. Uh, plus, he is a sucker for an off-the-plate slider, even if it starts off the plate. Uh, was this an off year for him, or is this his new trend? Would you upgrade shortstop, or is he too much of a positive force in the dugout? Bottom line, the offense needs to be fixed. Maybe the rookies will have uh, a better year next year, but I don't think they can carry this team. Hopefully they can re-sign Santana. That's Bob from Marshfield. You've got first, third, uh, the settling of your outfield, uh, what you're going to do with short, all of that to consider, and depth to consider. Um, You're going to see another Jesse Winker-esque move, a guy that's maybe on the backside of his career looking to catch lightning in a bottle. You'll get a name here that people get juiced about. Um, That's what the Brewers do. They'll try to move around a, a few arms, and maybe a prospect or two might be ready for the bigs. I, but that's it. If if you go with what you if you go with an outfield, Sal Freelich, Garrett Mitchell, and Christian Yelich, you keep Adamas because he does give you some pop. He led the team in home runs. Rowdy is gone. Keep Santana at first. Are you good with the way that infield pretty much begins to set up? Contreras behind the plate? That means you have to add it third. You still haven't changed much. You know what I mean? You haven't added anything. Brewers this offseason got to find either their first baseman or their third baseman of the future. Someone who can hit with pop. I agree. Someone I, or to, both. Or I mean, both Both would be a dream. I'm trying to be realistic here. You can have a stopgap at one of those positions, but one of these years, Bill... They're going to need a first or a third baseman in the middle of the order that can actually hit a lot of home runs right. and be a threat and, and be in it bad in the order that the other team has to pitch around or think about. Because I love their young outfielders and I love Terang and what he could become and Contreras and, and Yelich bounce back. They get on base and they're active hitters. Getting hits and base runners wasn't the issue. They have no one that can drive the ball. And, and right. this is a franchise that hasn't had a stable first or third baseman. And when was the last time? Prince? Fielder probably? You usually, yeah, you usually have the corners and your corner outfielders. Those are your power numbers. And they didn't get that. They didn't get that at all. Those are usually your power numbers. And third base has been a sinkhole. First base this year specifically has been a sinkhole, even though Rowdy, you know, plated more than a few the year prior. But he he's not, no, I'm not going in that direction again. Uh, Christian Yelich gave you 19. 
that's a, that's an upgrade from where he was last year. What fourteen, thirteen, something like that. Um, it, but you need power numbers from the corners and, and down the lines. You 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 have to have it. I'm not saying you have to have each guy has to give you you know forty home runs, but each guy's got to give you in the twenties. I mean that's a that's a lot more that's a lot of runs. If each guy you know if you get uh, you know your right fielder, your first baseman, and your third baseman each to give you 20, 25 home runs, that, that's, where, that's what the norm is. That's where you're supposed to be. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's going to do that, but, you know, if you can get 17, 18, then 25, 26, and, you know, Christian Gellich gives you 19 to 20 again, and your right fielder gives you 15 to 19, that's not a bad, that's not a bad you know, bad offense. But you're not getting anything out of this team in that realm. 877-867-1670, Uh Ronald says, problem with Yelich is his back started to be an issue at the end of the season. Uh, again, again, ESPN Steve says, uh, why would any current player want to stay? Hmm. Um... Because there there has been a because this franchise let's just say you're a, a player coming from Cleveland or a player coming from Pittsburgh or a player coming from Kansas City or you know again you've at least got hope here you've got a, a terrific fan base that puts two million plus through the turnstiles you've got a, a great facility that is about to be upgraded all of that. Um, you know, all, all of that. I, 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 there's no reason. I mean, plus not to mention the city and the state is, is a tremendous place to be this time of year. So I'm, I'm, I would say I'd, I'd come here. I mean, other than wh- what can you say about any other, like say franchise, why would you move Miami? If it, you know, look, if you want to go to Miami, that's fine, but it's not a, a baseball Mecca. It's not like you're going to a terrific fan base, Right. Where else are you going to go? New York? Play for the Mets? It's a dumpster fire. You want to go to the Angels? Live out in L.A.? That's great. Dumpster fire. How many franchises are at least consistent in Major League Baseball? Cubs, great fan base. Up and down. They're on the cusp. Maybe they're going to start to do some damage. Who knows? Okay. Maybe a storied franchise like St. Louis or Cincinnati. But Cincinnati, even with that new ownership, or with that Castellini ownership group, has been somewhat of a dumpster fire. Where would you want to go? You know? Um, Ryan says, you seem to be content with uh, them doing well in a regular season. Your expectations are for them to do, what, mediocre? Why? No. I felt like they had opportunities along the way, and they pissed them away. This year, I didn't feel it was as good of a team. And they did more. They exceeded expectations. That's why I'm not going crazy. When they've had opportunities... When they've had a, last year was an opportunity to get truly better, and instead you blew up your bullpen and you got rid of Josh Hader and you were leading the division when you made that deal and you didn't do that deal for any other reason than money. That's last year pissed me off, Ryan, and I thought it was garbage and I called the owner out. I called him a liar because he was. He looked right in the camera and said it wasn't about the money, but we all knew it was about the money. It's garbage. But I also understand the reality of. 
where they are as a franchise. And when it comes to money, what do you, what do you want? Spend more money? Tell that to the Baltimore Orioles. Third smallest payroll in all of baseball. They won the American League East over the mighty Yankees and Red Sox and such. Tampa Bay, one of the better records in football or in baseball. They get bounced. Right? I mean, it, it's I'm not I, I'm not accepting mediocrity. Okay? I I had my rant on Jesse Winker and why he was there. Uh, all of that. But I, I do appreciate the fact that I thought this team would win about 82 to 85 games. 83 games is what I predicted. And they won 92. It's better than what I thought it would be. But the, <laughs> the blemishes on this team never went away. They only disappeared for a little bit. And then they reared their ugly heads again in the postseason. The inability to come up with runners in scoring position and put contact to ball has haunted this team at times throughout the season. And... We all saw it. We all knew it. We all knew going into the season they weren't going to win a World Series, right? Atlanta or L.A., Atlanta's the juggernaut. They've built it tremendously down there. And L.A. is L.A. So we thought, you know what? Get a win in the first round of the series, then you go to L.A., and then if you're competitive and you bow out, okay, look, you lost to a $280 million payroll. And you went toe-to-toe with them. You didn't even get that chance. So... I'm not accepting mediocrity. What I'm accepting is the reality of the circumstance, but I want this team to be better. And the same thing Grant said. You have been taking forever. Really, since what? Since Prince Fielder left? You've been searching for a first baseman? Yeah, and I don't I don't know that they've had a killer elite third baseman since that one year of Casey McGee. Like it's not like they've been exactly. successful on the other corner either. Exactly. Exactly. This team has has not been able to find a corner position since Prince Fielder. And Casey McGee had one good year. And then the next year his offense went to crap, which means his defense went to crap, and then they shipped him out. You know, that's it. So do I accept mediocrity? Right now I do, but not this offseason. When there are opportunities to make this team better, I want to see them take advantage of the opportunities. But don't lie to the fan base again. Don't say it's not about the money and, oh, we don't care about the money. We just want to win. Don't lie. Don't lie. Because if your manager leaves just because he's going to make more money in New York, it's about the money. It's about the money. Or something innately wrong in your organization. One of the two. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. 
Hurry! Take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. This was a great bunch. This was a great team. I think I told the guys, I said, you know, as you move forward in your careers, you should you should want to create teams like this. You, sh you should use your leadership to create an atmosphere like this. Um, this was a team you want to be on. They, they celebrated each other, and it, it, it's just a group that it, it made baseball a lot of fun. Those are the words of Craig Council after last night's contest. Brewer's season comes to an end very quickly, and uh, well, sadly, sadly. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, you want to give us a shout, please feel free, uh, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Christian Yelich, I, I want to go through this real quick after the ball game. He was asked uh, specifically how he felt the Brewers performed overall uh, in the two-game wild card series. I thought, honestly, for the most part, we played pretty well. Um, you know, we just couldn't get anything to really go our way. That's how it goes sometimes, especially in those short series. You know, you just do all you can do, and sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, the, the last couple of days it didn't, but... Um, you know, probably the guys, I thought we fought both games the whole time. I thought, you know, we did a good job offensively, defensively, and uh, just the way baseball goes sometimes. Um, this was a team that wasn't bereft of runners. They were bereft of key hits. That was their biggest bugaboo. Uh, the pitching wasn't great. We all can admit that. But uh, for a team that had so many, so many runners on, and just wasn't able to come up with that clutch hit. Uh, Yelich talked about, you know, exactly that. Just how it goes, man. It's not the game's not fair sometimes, but you know they made pitches when they had to make pitches, and they made some great plays on defense. So you got to tip your hat on that. But yeah, I thought, you know, offensively, I really thought our approach and our bats were were really good. Um, you know, both days up and down the lineup, with a lot of traffic, a lot of pressure, and um, you know, like I said, we just couldn't break through that one time and. Sal rolls sometimes, unfortunately, you know, you, you know, you hope you get some stuff to go your way, but it, it really didn't. And they made some, they made some great plays and some great pitches when they had to. So, you know, hats off to them. The, um, to have the opportunities present themselves in, in numerous fashions and not be able to get the key hit. As he said, you know, to get all that traffic on the base paths and just not be able to score runs. And Craig Council had talked about it uh, when he was doing the in-game interview. said, you know, our, our thought was to get, get at them early, get pressure, um, you know, try to get to them, you know, and that's what you want to do. But <laughs> what he failed to mention was is failing to capitalize on those opportunities. You're going to look back and you're going to go, damn. You know, this is – this is a game of you can't have a ton of regrets, and when you start to stack the regrets, you usually end up stacking losses, and you're out of it before it's all said and done. Uh, and this team had a lot of regrets. You know, you talk about one win, one out, one move, one thing here, one thing there, and all of a sudden you're on the outside looking in. 
And even going to that eighth inning last night, um, I, I'll i be honest, I they, the fans started to get into it. But at that point in time, I think at least for – because I'm texting with a bunch of friends and everything, you know, just baseball fanatics, and, and nobody felt like the Brewers were going to come back and win that game. You know, even at you know, the bottom of the eighth, the Brewers load the bases, and everybody, instead of saying, man, this is going to be their opportunity, here you go, big base knock, they're back in this thing, blah, 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 everybody just said, watch, you're going to get a ground out, you're going to get a double play, you're going to get a batted bat, and sure enough, it kept kept happening. And the Diamondbacks pitching change, did that kill that Brewers momentum last night? No. I mean, you got to make a pitching change, so, yeah, obviously we're doing something good. Um you know, we just we just couldn't couldn't get that one big hit, you know. But that's how baseball is sometimes. That's it. He just keeps saying that's how baseball is. He, he's not going to come out and criticize his guys. That's for sure. Is he laying but, it on a little too thick, Bill? You think? Well, baseball's fluky. You never know. That's what Corbin Burns said the other night too. You never know. You know, I I had a great right. year. Didn't work out for me. We'll see about Zach Gallon. I. I don't know, they act so like they, he, they have no control over winning and losing these games. That, that's that's a great point. And when you keep hearing that, and we're going to hear two more from Yelich, but when you keep hearing that, well, that's how baseball is. Well, then why are we paying you so much? And that's that's exactly what you're going to you're going to get a ton of silence. Corbin, hey, if that's the way baseball is, then why are why is any, why should anybody pay you a lot of money? Oh, uh, um. Because I'm good? Yeah, but it's baseball. Uh, um, um, that's what you're going to get. That, that's exactly what you're going to get. How can the Brewers be the hottest team the final month of the regular season? And in the first preseason series, bow out gracefully without even winning a game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, each year is its own thing, you know. We've lost in the first round, I don't know, four years ago, and there's probably five guys on this team that were on that team. So I think each year is its own team. You play a different opponent, that different team. So it's like you just got to play the series and um, hope you play well enough to advance, and we, we just haven't. And, you know, you get back enough times, and hopefully one of those times you can make a deep run. It's just why it's why it's so special when it happens. And when you're on those runs, like, and you're on teams like this, um, you need to appreciate it because, you know, people go their entire careers, play 10 years in the big leagues, never make the postseason, you know. And when you're on good competitive teams, we had a good couple, great clubhouse, a bunch of really good guys in here. And when you're on teams like that, you need you need to appreciate it and really – understand like how how tough and how special an opportunity it is to play in the postseason and, you know once, once it starts anything can happen you know a couple things go differently then who knows maybe we end up winning the series and you're talking about building momentum instead of first round exit so you don't really look too much into that it's just just how it goes uh that's probably the best answer he could possibly give you know is you know, you got to cherish the run. You got to understand where you're at, the circumstance. A couple of things go their way, uh, like not getting, you know, doubled off the base paths a couple of times, not running yourself out of an inning a couple of times in game one. Chances are you probably win that game. And we're, we're sitting here today talking about a winner take, you know, winner take all series. Instead, it's quickly bounced, you know, <laughs> 0 and 2. Talk to you later. Thanks for participating. Here's your, uh, here's your going away trophy, and then off you go. 
Uh, then last but not least is what will this mean if this was indeed Craig Council's last game as the Brewers manager? I mean, he's been a huge part of why this place is the way it is now, you know. Um, I think I've spoke on it before the playoffs started, but I think you don't you don't ever want to lose sight on, you know, what this team's been able to accomplish the last five or six years. We haven't been able to take it the whole way and, and win a championship, but being in a small market and being a consistent winner and having a, a good competitive team every year that um, is either in the playoffs or, or, you know, we missed it by one game last year, um, it's tough to do, and, and he's a huge reason why this place is, is like that now, and he's built a great culture here. And um, you know, I love playing for him. I hope I hope that continues, and um, you know I think he's earned the right to take some time and make a decision for himself and his family. But yeah, man, I, I love him. I think I think he's an unbelievable manager, and uh, he's done a great job. Okay, real quick, and then I'll get to the phone call and then go to break. But real quick, here's one thought. And this was when I was talking to Vinny Rotino on the air just a little while ago. And he said, well, Craig's you know earned the right to take some time. And he just said it too. Craig, there is no way in hell Craig Council is going to drag this out. He is not Aaron Rodgers. He is not Brett Favre. And I'm talking about the mentality of. I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about he just has more in him. He is not going to sit there and drag this out through the end of December into January. Teams are starting to hire managers. He, he He's not going to do that. I think Vinny Rotino is probably right. You're either going to get it just before the World Series or sooner, or you're going to get it right after the World Series, first week in November, one of the two. He is not going to drag this thing out. Not at all. He's probably going to go home over the next couple of days, do a few things and put a wrap on the season, talk to some of the guys before they get out of here. And I would assume at that point you may even start getting word as to what might be leaking out of that Brewers clubhouse. You know, that type of thing. I, th- there's no way. He's not – this is not going to be I have to go on a ayahuasca retreat. You know, I, this is not going to be a darkness – seclusionary thing this is going to be i'm going to go home i'm going to you know talk to the kids and the wife a little bit and uh you know maybe just enjoy my family and then you know i'll make a decision maybe we're going to take a trip maybe we're going to go somewhere maybe we're whatever uh but there's no way in hell that craig council is going to drag this thing out um let's see here real quick uh oh, by the way louis louis and eau claire i want to get to louis real quick before we take a break louis how you doing today man what's going on Louis dropped off, Bill. Sorry about that. Louis actually, dropped. I know. I'm Louis actually dropped. talking to guess who we have. Mike Clemens is going to join us. We got us our guy, Mike Clemens, is going to is going to be here. So let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. We'll talk to Mike Clemens, both baseball and football, coming up. Stick around. A lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program being brought to you by our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover at All.com. That is Dwayne's Cover at All.com. Boat covers, awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, awnings out in front of your business whatever it happens to be he can do it and uh, this is the time of year when you start thinking about a cover for your boat maybe getting the upholstery fixed in the off season a new bimini top made whatever it happens to be he can do it he started out doing boats but he does so much more and even some of those uh, those big sail uh coverings for decks and such send him up the uh, the measurements and he can cut it out for you i mean he can get it done uh, that is our buddy Dwayne. d-u-n d-u-a-n-e-s dwayne's cover at all.com that's dwayne's cover at all.com 
Call them, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. That's Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. The playoffs are a, you know, a, a tough animal to conquer. They are. And um, unfortunately, we, we have not. I mean, we, we, we made a good run in 18, and, you know, and then it's been some short series that we haven't been able to get over the hump in. Doesn't take anything away from those those guys, my opinion at all. Welcome back, and uh, a lot to get to. We got our buddy Mike Clemens standing by, who was uh, down at American Family Field last night in Green Bay today, in anticipation of David Bakhtiari speaking. And uh, he is always brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel, Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field. Not a bad way to go. And the Bay Family Restaurant, homestyle cooking in that place seven days a week. Call them, 920-494-3441. It's a hidden gem up there, 920-494-3441. Or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Mike Clemens now joining us over on the hotline. And, Mike, uh, you were there. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a sad night as the Brewers' season comes to an end. So you were kind of doing the double dipping, man. Yeah, you know, um, I was looking for signs of Brewer fans the ones that are out there every other night and supporting this team and wearing their stuff and collecting things from the Brewers. And it was kind of like, yeah, we knew this was coming. (laughs) Right. It it wasn't like, it wasn't like that devastation. Like, wow, we thought we had a world series team this year and we are so shocked that this happened. How could this be happening? And it was just more like, yeah, okay. That's the season. I, I, I could, I could be wrong, but I, I take time to watch thousands of people walk past us as they're headed out of the ballpark last night. And yet they were cheering their tail off. By the way, Grant, there's a little piece that I also sent. I forgot to ask about if maybe if we don't find it here, we could use it later on in the day or something. And I think I labeled it the inside the clubhouse sound effects. So when you walk in the clubhouse last night, there was this weird sound, this kind of popping sound and all that. It, it it was 40 guys giving each other high fives with palms, patting each other on the back, hugging each other. This this group of Brewer players saying goodbye. And a lot of them, just like rentals, like, you know, Marcana or or Carlos Santana or or guys like Corbin Burns and, and Brandon Woodruff, he was there uh, knowing that, that this is their last time in that clubhouse. It was really, it was pretty, that part was pretty incredible. Uh, and how tight those guys were and, and all the things were going on with that. So, to me, Bill, the turning point in the game is the eighth inning. And Yelich lays down a bunt. Okay, here's Craig Council. He's going to try something else. He 
small ball, anything to ignite. Next thing you know, they've got the bases loaded, and I think there was only one out. So all of a sudden, the Diamondbacks call for a pitching change. Now, I know mm-hmm. that that's normal. I know that's normal. The guy just loaded the bases, so you know, get him out of there. Well, but that wasn't the kind of hit they were getting. So I went, but they did not come back from that pitching change because the next couple of balls are like hitting the ground. And, and so I went to Yelich first. Uh, let's talk to, to Yelich where I said to him, eighth inning, you guys got bases loaded. This looks like the three runs you need to tie this thing up, get a rally going. And the crowd, Bill, the crowd was really into it at the start of the game. And they gave out those rally towels, and all the stuff they do on the scoreboard. But then, you know, three, four, five innings go by and your team hasn't scored any runs. But they came alive in the eighth. So the, the energy, the electricity, everything you got to do with feeling that ballpark was happening. So I went to Yelich and I said, do you think that was a, a mo- just a pitching change or a real momentum change in the game? No. I mean, you got to make a pitching change. So, yeah, obviously we're doing something good. Um, you know, we just we just couldn't, couldn't get that one big hit, you know, but how baseball is sometimes you know pitching change uh, you know yeah uh, <laughs> i mean they happen and you know pitchers come in all the time and shut down a team and shut down a rally and take that momentum and that steam out of that but you know this was something mike that we had seen all season long where this team just at times just with runners in scoring position they were just a bad baseball team i covered some brewers games early in the year and one weekend the arizona diamondbacks were in town and they, the Diamondbacks beat the Brewers that series just like they did this week that with the same kind of feel and making changes and, and making challenges. And there's just all kinds of ways to that Tori Lovello, their manager, a guy who was almost out of a job about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so the Diamondbacks said, all right, we'll give you a second chance. And they give him an extension only through next year. So he does a lot of this stuff now like the night before he said you know what we studied that tape on Corbin Burns and we saw that his curveball was not hitting in the last couple of weeks so we we kept that in mind to our batters uh we decided that listen they'll start their ace uh on the game one and we'll save ours Zach Gellin for the second night and if we can get by that first game then you know we can take him out with our guy the next night which is exact I mean he claims all this stuff he's also a guy that seems to be trying to keep his job so it's like, oh, it was all, it was all in the pre-planning. <laughs> it's all the coaches. Right. But I, I went to the Diamondbacks press conference, and I said, Tori, you know, that eighth inning, the bases loaded, you know, it really wasn't the pitching. Did, did you make a pitching change there, or did you actually make that move to change the momentum of the game? I asked a lot of Kevin Ginkle yesterday. He went two innings, 30-plus um, pitches, and I knew that, there was a chance that his stuff would, would back up a little bit today. And, I, and, and talking to the pitching coaches, um, as we were watching him, as we were watching him do his work, I could tell that he was a little gassed out. I felt like we had an, an understudy in Andrew Sal Frank, who has joined us over the past two months of this season, who's been throwing the ball really well, ready to take an, uh, ready to take take the reins and, and kind of establish himself in a young moment. What are you going to give me? Are you ready for this? And he had given me every, in every outing prior to this, he had given me every reason to believe that he was ready for this opportunity. And in my opinion, it's just my opinion, I, I'm a very young manager when it comes to playoff experience. 
Um, I think I might have said it pregame one that stopping momentum and stopping these big runs is the most important thing in playoff baseball. So you have to do some uncharacteristic things. That's just what that's what I felt was was the need. I trusted Andrew South Frank, and I just wanted to change the mojo and change the momentum, and it worked out well. That is, Hello. yeah, that is a, a a good insight as to what it is managers think about when they go into games and how they want to, you know, manipulate situations, Mike. And that that you know, and it paid off. Let's be honest, it paid off for the uh, Diamondbacks. Or, or, or you could try the old. Let's sit down, Bruce Terang, and bring in Jesse Winker two nights in a row. Yeah, that's a whole other story for – yeah, that didn't work out at all. Good God. I, I agree with you. So, listen, I'm very impressed overall with what Craig Council did this year. I mean, I can only – the games I've followed, covered, monitored, there's only one or two times where I thought he pulled a pitcher too early and probably made a mistake there. Uh, I think it was Freddie Peralta who had a really good game going six or seven innings in. And, you know, he just went by the pitch count when it's like, dude, this, you know, this guy's rolling mm-hmm. tonight. What? Right. Um, but, you know, there's these stories. If David Stearns is now the president of baseball operations of the Mets, has uh, this been going on for a year? Does council just say, I can't take this any further? And, everybody, you know, everybody thinks that he's a great manager. Uh, maybe he can, you know, triple his payday and move to New York, which seems totally out of this guy's timeline of his whole life growing up. And they put up a picture last night of him being about like 12 or 13 year olds uh, with a picture next to Euchre, you know, from right. 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it would just seem weird for Craig Council to, you know, move to Queens, doesn't it? But last night we asked Yelich, do you think that Craig Council just managed his last baseball game as a brewer? I mean, he's been a huge part of why this place is the way it is now, you know. Um, I think I spoke on it before the playoffs started, but I think you don't you don't ever want to lose sight on, you know, what this team's been able to accomplish the last five or six years. We haven't been able to take it the whole way and, and win a championship, but being in a small market and being a consistent winner and having a, a good competitive team every year that um, is either in the playoffs or, or, you know, we missed it by one game last year, um, it's tough to do, and, and he's a huge reason why this place is, is like that now, and he's built a great culture here. And um, you know, I love playing for him. I hope, I hope that continues, and um, you know, I think he's earned the right to take some time and make a decision for himself and his family. But, yeah, man, I, I love him. I think, I think he's an unbelievable manager, and uh, he's done a great job. I heard the uh, term, I think he's earned the right to take some time, and my first flashback was like, ah, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, ah, ah, you know, that's not going to happen, not with great counsel, Mike. No, I don't think he's headed to a darkness retreat anytime soon. <laughs> no. But anyway, no. Uh, no, you know, but listen, there's Christian Yelich saying, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. We don't know if this guy's back next year. It's a thing. It's not made up. It's not theories. It's, it's going on. And we get yellows. Yep, we lost Mike. I think we're losing Mike. Let me see if I can. I think we lost Mike. There you go. Okay, okay. can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, Craig Council made it a point last night that he told his team after that loss in the clubhouse that this was a great group and this is what a good baseball team looks like. And whatever happens in the next step of your careers, look for a team like this because you guys, you know, you made this fun. You played well together. You, you pushed each other motivation. And I thought that was an interesting line. But there was no, you know, he, he wasn't very emotional about it. He kind of was positive, optimistic, that kind of thing. But I, you know what? I mean, you know Council is a, just a very good chess player, very calculated guy, uh, very steady. But you don't know, you know, if he ever gets too down or too low. I mean, he's right. been very successful for a long time. So who knows what the next step is. Mike, uh, good stuff. I know you're heading to uh, Green Bay uh, real quick. What do you, uh, what do you expect uh, to, to find out today? Because I know it's uh, David Bakhtiari Day. Yeah, we think that Doc David Bakhtiari is going to talk today because he's been put on IR last week. And when Matt LaFleur was asked about him on Monday, he said, you know what, Dave's going to talk to you guys, uh, ask him for an update. Well, it's very rare to have a Green Bay Packer talk to us while he's on IR. It just They, they just don't do it that way. So it could be one of three things. It's, it's either just an update on, yeah, here's what happened with the knee and Here's what I plan to do next, or I'm getting a second opinion. It could be, okay, you know what? The doctors have told me I, I probably can't play this year. Or I would think if he thinks he was going to quit football, that we'd be directed to a big press conference in the media auditorium, which we're right. not. But we'll be checking in with him today at his locker to see why the decision was made to put him on IR. And I'm sure that's pretty much what it'll be. But it'll it's nevertheless an interesting story because it's such a – He's such an important part of the team. Yeah, no doubt. Mike, good stuff. As always, uh, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That's our own Mike Clemens double-dipping, covering the Brewers last night, Packers today. David Bakhtiari is going to speak today. Kind of waiting to find out what uh, that is going to be all about. Got to remind you that our friends over there at Steny, second at National Walker's Point, you want to go down and check out the Thursday night game, you can do it. Admirals are right around the corner. Bucks are right around the corner. So is Marquette and UWM and all the different events and concerts and such downtown. Plus Packer buses, Badger buses, you name it. You can still catch the shuttles down at Steny. Second to National Walker's Point, award-winning Bloody Marys. Some of the best wings you're ever going to have. And as they say, it's a party, but you should be here. That's our friends at Steny's. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. 
hurry. Take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031 Welcome back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at JL Tire and Service Center. They're in Johnson Creek and in Watertown. They are voted the best, and they want to say thank you for voting them the best, whether it's a minivan all the way up to an 18-wheeler. They have the facilities to take care of everybody, everybody. I got to show you this. Uh, during the break, uh, my, my front door alarm goes off, and there's a gentleman there placing some packages. And this came from our buddy Josh. Do you see that, uh, Grant? I, I don't, don't have your. St- I don't have your stream on. No, what did he bring you? Oh, shame on you! I have got an authentic Oktoberfest Lacrosse Wisconsin 2023 glass stein. I had uh, I had sent to me the King Stein. What I heck? love these things. I collect these things from uh, the Oktoberfest that I go to, and I love it. And thanks to Josh and the whole staff and management and all the crew out there at uh, Oktoberfest, they said they, they they missed us this year. We'll we'll do everything we possibly can to be back again next year. Uh, but uh, but I got the Stein. The Stein came today. I am geeked. I uh, I can pour uh, my my beer in here to cry in, considering the Brewers lost. <laughs> but that that is just freaking awesome, isn't it? That is freaking awesome. Good stuff. Speaking of that, hint, hint, we've got an announcement to make. Yeah, boy. Got an announcement to make. So coming up after the top of the hour, Paul Charchi, and get your fantasy football questions in. Coming up uh, in about 20 minutes, we're going to make a nice announcement. I'm looking forward to this. Looking forward to this. And this will, Grant, uh, I'm going to have to borrow some of your knowledge on this. So there you have it. Uh oh. Stay tuned. Yeah. About 20 minutes from now, I'm going to do that. Uh, we got our buddy Paul Charchi, and the Charch is up next. Fantasy football. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.